That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, October 5, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 624 of the Biden-Harris administration, 33 days until the 22 midterms. I am on Instagram. My handle is TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, and Patreon is BobSeskaShow.com. All right, the inimitable Cliff Schechter is here today, which always makes my job a hell of a lot easier. In case you're just joining us, you might know Cliff from his YouTube commentaries at youtube.com slash C. Schechter. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Or from his must-follow Twitter account at Cliff Schechter. Or from his writing at The Daily Beast. Or from such podcasts as this one. Cliff's also a political consultant and former ad writer for the 2020 Joe Biden campaign. Today, we're going to talk about the hypocrisy of Herschel Walker paying for at least one abortion, plus Ron DeSantis's rubber boots, uh, Cliff Schechter's take on how the Democrats will do in the midterms, Matt Walsh's support for child rape, and a whole lot more. I mean, it's Cliff, so anything can happen. Meantime, please help support this show by subscribing to our bonus content at bobseskashow.com. All right, here's me and Cliff. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. I mean, I feel like Democratic support is like inflating a tire with a hole in it. It's Mm -hmm. like... You have to constantly be pumping away to keep oh, that do. fucking tire inflated. Otherwise, what happens is everything defaults back to voting for Republicans. And it's well, we utterly fucking baffling. We do not have the thing that has it out there every day. Yeah. yeah. Right. That like well, they have Fox. They can repeat whatever message they want every day because it's not an actual news station. So have you received your alpha male white rubber boots yet? I have not, John. John. Did I call you John? <laughs> Bob. Mike. Chris. You can call um, me John. I don't care. That's fine. I was just, actually, I was just 
reading this thing in my, it's not even because of John Aravosis, uh, who oh. I do the podcast with, <laughs> right. which I would say, I'm sorry, uh, but actually I was reading an email just now from uh. somebody who I, I do some work with, whose name is John. So literally I'm booking it, the name John. Whoops. Um, <laughs> I've not gotten my booties, my really strong uber masculine booties, the yep. white ones. I hear they're really good if you want to do the Josh Hawley shuffle and you're like running away from, they help with that shuffle away from trouble after you've helped incite it with uh, your bare, with your, with your little handed manly fist um, of glory. And, um, and after you're, if you're president, if you're hiding in your bunker, because there are a few black people upstairs talking um, like Donald Trump did, you know, they're outside and I don't know, they look different than the neighborhood you lived in um, and you get scared. You can hide in that bunker too and wear those booties. So there's actually really many uses for them. I may sell them, actually. I'm thinking I may put them through my email list or my YouTube. Maybe we'll sell some DeSantis white booties. So the question is, was this terrible advance work, or did Ron DeSantis pick those out himself out of his closet in his mudroom or wherever the hell? And well, even if he did pick them out himself, it's terrible advance work because he's not supposed to do that. <laughs> I mean, right, like, it's both. Right, like he's running for office, right? I mean, he's running for re-election right now, and he's running for president already. Mm-hmm. And those things look ridiculous, as mu- as ridiculous as that meatball head of his when he stuffed it inside of like a, a helmet that was like six sizes too small. It's like it's like he actually got Tom Cruise's helmet from you know Tom yeah. Cruise. Like, dude, um, Tom Cruise like you know doesn't eat the whole chicken leg every day for lunch. <laughs> he actually works out and stuff and doesn't look like a garden gnome. So you know. Maybe, I'm sorry. I'm at my most obnoxious mood today, so I hope that's going to work. That, well that's okay. Show, show. I mean, I have this I theory. John again, so. I have this. I have this theory about Ron DeSantis that when the national Republicans, when people start to get a load of Ron DeSantis outside of Florida, like up close and personal, they're going to go. Bleh. They're going to see and hear him, and and I underscore hear him. Because he doesn't have a great voice. He's a little man. He's a little meatball-shaped man, as, yep. as you so appropriately put it. And I think it's Well, it's gonna... one thing to be short and muscular, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's, you know, or at least be tall and, and, and somewhat meatballish. Well, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. He's, he's the he's... combination of both of those things, and that, that has sunk plenty of candidate. In. I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I really do think that I would be shocked. And, and I just, I love, it's not just the, the punditry out there. Mm-hmm. It's like a human nature thing. It infects all of us yeah. that we have no ability to sort of see in the future, mm-hmm. which by the way, is what's killing us, of course. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, climate change, you know, that'll get figured out. <laughs> um, and, and, and I'm hoping that due to brilliant people in science and technology, and by the way, the bill, that, I'm gonna keep reminding people this month, that Joe Biden passed, they put the largest investment, was 600 something billion in, into clean technology, electric cars and the rest. Mm-hmm. That was the largest that we're expecting to have to be 40% below CO2 levels of 2005 by 2030. That's some serious stuff right there, right? Oh, yeah. yep. um, but but to get back to, to where we were, like, you know, people can't, and even we can't see beyond. And so right now, DeSantis is the shiny, hot new thing on the right, which yep. even saying those words and DeSantis makes me want to hurl <laughs> in the same sentence. But <laughs> I mean, he looks like a smurf for fucks. Yes, oh, he does. I, I, can I curse? Yeah, of course I you can. can. Yeah, no well, fucking, fucking problem. Smurfs. Smurf, motherfucking Smurf is what he is. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so. But I mean, um, I, I, like, I have this thing. He has no I, charisma. Yeah. He's not, a, he, he, you know, 
I'll say quickly, because I know you want to jump in with the, what you're going to say there. I'll just say that Donald Trump, while I found, while I find him to be abhorrent, has the kind of charisma that appeals to conservatives. Mm. George W. Bush had that kind of jovial, you know, joke about the guy next to you, you know, like the bullies kind of. Yeah, folks. Uh, Right. But also bully. Right. Mm-hmm. You rip yeah. on people around you and everybody's like, oh, that's funny because you make funny. I mean, you make it sound funny when you rip on people. Mm-hmm. And we, while we found it kind of gross, I see where there's that charisma. And, you know, those are two that come to mind, but there's others. But DeSantis is like Ted Cruz. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he exactly just right. is a frowning, evil, awful, angry dude all the time who is, let's be honest, fat and unattractive and like and all those things matter. Yeah. They just do. I mean, my theory is the Fred Thompson theory. You remember 2008 and oh, God, leading yeah. up to 2008, everyone was like, oh, when is Fred Thompson ever going to run for president? He'd be great because they're thinking of Fred Thompson, the actor. They're thinking of the roles he played. And then right, when he gave f- him in like Die Hard and Hunt for Red October and not <laughs> yeah. Fred Thompson, the reverse mortgage guy riding in a golf cart. <laughs> right. And then Do you remember did- that he couldn't get out of the golf cart. He, oh, like, oh yeah. Point. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. In 2008, he had already had cancer. Answer. He was looking frail and sickly when he finally ran. And then when everyone got, I mean, I'm talking about the Republicans, when they finally got a glimpse of Fred Thompson in that context, they're like, ah, no, no, I don't think so. And I think the same thing's going to happen to Ron DeSantis. They're like, oh, that's not the guy. What? Where's all this hype over that? What are you talking about? And I think that's when people are going to start to back away and wonder, Oh shit! Who do we get to replace? Who's the standard bearer now? If it's not DeSantis or Trump, right. who fills that void? And that's a big question. Oh, right? I just thought of theory. somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of somebody else who has that folksy charisma. I mean, I find it absolutely gross. Again, yeah. But I'm just saying from their perspective, is Mike Huckabee right? Like most of the time on on Twitter, it's like dad jokes that you want to hurl, but you know, like he makes jokes about stuff. He doesn't just have this stern face on all the time. I mean, you know, resting dick face, let's call it, you know, (laughs) which is what Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and like the Tom Cotton. I mean, I'd love it with people like that guy. In fact, you used to refer to Huckabee as Huckaboner. I I think I did back in the day. Yes. Oh, thanks for reminding me. I think I will put that back into, but, but you know, like there, there are ones the folks, Herman Cain had that kind of charisma like there are mm. people on their side who who here and there make me nervous because they have that and that will literally can add a couple points yeah and if you look at DeSantis winning in Florida first of all he only won his race by like what eight thousand votes ten I mean it was something yeah, ridiculous way for like one tenth of mm. you know and that's in a state that sadly like the one I'm sitting in Ohio is no longer a pure swing state it leans about three points I would say Florida at this point probably leans two to three points the way we lean three to four points to the right mm-hmm. um, and so realistically he to win in the country he has to he has to win over that those extra couple points you know uh, and he still only barely even pulled it off in Florida now I'd like to avoid the whole thing and stop him now although some people might argue, It'd be better if he were their nominee because he would he would fucking be. I mean, we could run circles around him. To, I mean, depending on who we we nominate, you know, if Biden chooses to run again and all that, which I don't have any inside knowledge on. Um, yeah. If even if Biden were going to choose not to run again, you know, you wouldn't announce that until after the midterms, right? Because there's no you don't, you don't want to be the story. So you know, we'll know then if he's choosing to run again, and then we'll know then you know a lot of other things. Um, but but yeah. I mean, you got to have like that kind of folksy kind of sense of humor on the right. Mm-hmm. Haley Barber, there's somebody who has Oh, yeah. It too. Oh, my like, God. Like, 
Right. I mean, he just, you know, he could grease the wheels of a car just by standing <laughs> next to it. Right? I mean, right. And I hate all these people. Mm. Let me be clear to any of your listeners. I fucking hate all of them. Yeah. But yeah. I do understand why there's an appeal to the right who will find some of their shit funny and whatever and whatever. DeSantis just doesn't have that. Like he's the, the principal of your school where you go and you're like, and he's like yelling at you and telling you to stand in the corner. And you're like, what a fucking asshole, mm-hmm. you know, like that's who he is. So, you know, well, there's always Herschel Walker. He could run nationally. And <laughs> uh, I mean, cause I mean, could. what we're seeing right when now, you say Cliff, run, <laughs> when you say run, do you mean away from the law or do you mean, <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Does Herschel aiding and abetting an abortion, at least one, and I think there are probably others. I think we'll see other women coming forward. Does that damage him at all with his poll numbers or do they go up? Like when Trump would say something obnoxious in 2016, his poll numbers would automatically go up. But I mean, what we've seen with Herschel Walker is that his fundraising went up quite a bit uh, since that story dropped. So there's that. Does Herschel Walker benefit from this story being out there or does it irreparably damage him? Well, I think the reason it irreparably damages him, again, it's because like all the stuff and people make these mistakes, you know, often, which is they'll compare apples to oranges. All this stuff is where is this happening, right? Like Roy Moore, it took literally finding out that he called a 13-year-old girl in trig class to ask her on a date for us to win in Alabama in addition to 20 other disgusting things the man did, right? Like Alabama, you're only going to be able to win in that state versus a child predator versus a rapist versus somebody, somebody of that, you know, for, and, and that wasn't even guaranteed. Yeah. That still was only like an eight, six or eight point win. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would say the same thing, you know, the, the difference here is Georgia is probably, I'd love to see what the numbers are at this point, but Georgia, Arizona, a few of those States, instead of Ohio and Florida, they may be the closest to swing States at this point. Georgia may be only, you know, I don't, again, CC Abrams did some incredible work and they may have just had a bump that was incredible, you know, to in 2020, whether that, you know, I, I want to see the, I mean, granted, we've gotten a lot closer there, but whether that's the closest to a pure swing state at this point, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Or is it Pennsylvania on the other side that's gotten closer, but still leans a point or two in our direction? I don't know. Yeah. But what I'm saying to you is, is that that's a good place to see because it's not going to be a state where like, you know, if it was New York, it would mean Herschel Walker would lose by 40 points instead of 25 to 30. And if it were in, you know, Alabama, I still think he'd win by five to 10 points. Mm. You know what I mean? So we'll see what I think will happen again. Some polls just came out. It was released today. So it got a decent amount of the Herschel Walker stuff, news coverage in there. I don't believe it. I think it's way too, you know, they had Warnock 51 and Walker 38. Now, I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. But I, but but even if you look at that poll's margin of error, you know, it wasn't a huge sample, I think, and whatever, it could be six points closer than that seven. And that I could believe. Mm-hmm. I could believe at this point that Warnock's at 50 or over, and I could believe that Herschel Walker's at about 44 or 45 because he's not going to lose the core Republican MAGA folks. Like, they're fucking, you know, they, you could get put them in a line at the end of a building, and they each just keep walking off to their death if they thought that that's what Trump told them to do. I mean, yeah. you know, as James Carville was voting, was quoted saying today, you have a lot of stupid people voting in Republican primaries, and uh, not shockingly, they vote for other stupid people. It's a mm-hmm. great quote. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Carville gives those. I had him on my, <laughs> my old podcast once, and it's just, it's a laugh a minute with that guy. But, um, but so, so I don't think it's gonna, in other words, 
Herschel Walker will still be in this race and yeah. we'll still need to keep our foot on the pedal. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are, and I, I have a classic friend like this who, you know, don't, you know, we, we've been friends since we are in the third grade. Our politics do not line up exactly, but he's pro-choice and for, you know, gun control and, and is not a crazy, and he was always a Republican, was brought up that way. He's not a crazy right winger. He's kind of a, lives down in Atlanta, voted for Biden in 20. I think he voted for Gary Johnson in 16, which I want to kick his ass over, or not, but he didn't vote for Trump either time. He, he you know, I think I, I, I'd have to ask him. I think, he, yeah, that's right. I remember he voted for both Warnock and Ossoff. Like he's the sort of person where if he's flirting with going back to the Republican Party, you know, as sort of a breakaway Republican, I would call them like a couple percent of these sort of not the loud never Trumpers that we think of, but real never Trumpers out there who become never MAGAs, if yeah. you want to call them that. Right. Yeah. They, you know, they'll vote for a Romney. They'll vote for a Murkowski. They'll vote. They don't think about the stuff the way we do. Like, well, well, what does that mean for the majority in the Senate? They don't care. They mm-hmm. will vote for Republicans they are comfortable with because that's their ancestral leanings but they will not vote for republicans they think are MAGA republicans and are fucking nuts and for that that's most of them at this point right yeah yeah um you know and so people like that i don't mean to belabor this i think they will lose and i think that could be a three to five point difference and then i think uh some of the stuff you know especially with his son attacking him who's a lunatic himself and is a MAGA republican gay black huge MAGA Republican Trump supporter. I don't know some, some psychiatrist needs to figure all that out. But <laughs> but but in the end, like when with him doing that, that could affect how younger folks, mm-hmm. right? There could have yeah. been some younger folks being brought in by, you know, he's a TikToker. We have names like that these days. TikTokers. <laughs> yeah, I he's know. a TikToker. He TikToks. Um and well I guess I'm a YouTuber, so I should shut the fuck up. But <laughs> yeah. But basically he you know he he you know and and, and that could I mean, saying like we had to move every six. I did a video on this yesterday. I'm, you know, because there were a couple crazy Republican Senate things that came out yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the, the the fact that he said my my mom and I had to move every six months because we were scared scared my dad might find us and and kill us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think for the non affiliated voters or even soft Republicans or you know whatever. That could do him in. Yeah. So, I, yes, I think if we keep our foot on the pedal, I don't. I think he's done now. And that's almost a bigger story that his son said that Herschel Walker threatened to kill him and his mom. Like, uh, Herschel it is Walker's, a bigger story, yeah. I think. I mean, you know, the, the abortion thing is awful. It's hypocrisy. Yeah, it's disgusting. It is. You know, not taking his mistress to, or well, having a mistress is. I find to be personally kind of disgusting, but taking his mistress to, to go and have an abortion is, mm-hmm. isn't the, you know, if you're in a pro-choice state, yep. Hey, it's legal. And, and that's what I'm personally, I am strongly pro-choice served on the board of Planned Parenthood and would say there's everybody's right. Stay the fuck out of it. Exactly. Um, but when you're doing that and then after Dobbs, you're cheering and saying, you know, I, I will ban abortion even in the case of the life of a mother. Well, that's sickening mm-hmm. then. And then you're a sick hypocrite and you're, you know, you fit very well into this modern incarnation of the Republican Party. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, well, folks, you've got a little bit less funny. I'll try to get back to making <laughs> jokes about, about booties and shit like that. Well, you mentioned one of the exceptions, uh, a medical emergency. And there's apparently another exception that's supported by Republicans, specifically Dana Lash, right? You can aid and abet an abortion by paying for an abortion as long as the Republicans are able to win back the Senate. That's the exception. So rape, incest, 
medical emergency off the table, not exceptions. But the one exception that they're willing to make is, oh, if we get 51 votes in the Senate, there we go, abort away. Have as many abortions so as you want. I think what you're saying is if the life of the Republican majority is in danger, <laughs> you can abort <laughs> I may have to tweet that one out. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, my God. You absolutely have to. But that was Dana Lash today. She said she tweeted uh, in addition to saying this on her show. She said, if true, Walker paid for one broad's abortion. And she used skank broad. on her show and not broad. She she went all the she way with skank. skank. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should then tell people that. Let's not sugarcoat it. Oh. I'm not trying to chastise you, Bob, but let's not let make any of these people, because we could talk about Matt Walsh next if you want. Oh, yes, Let's not will. make any of these people sound any better than they are. No, because absolutely Because my whole not. point now is it, basically if you were to get out the DSM book of, of <laughs> mental disorders, uh-huh. and I want to be very respectful to folks when I start to talk to say there are all sorts of people that have have things that fall under mental disorders that are that are peaceful, quiet, nice. Mm-hmm. You know, most people would not know probably that uh, I I had Graves' disease when I was 29, which onset and I and, and and I couldn't control it, and it led to me for a while. Thankfully, I don't anymore. Out of nowhere, not based on any external factors, I would have massive panic attacks. Wow. Well, that's a that, that's mental. That's a disorder, and and you know, so I'm, I'm I want to be clear to people. I'm not criticizing anybody like that. I'm now talking about the, the dangerous ones, the pathological ones, sure. the pathological narcissism, the sociopathy, the you know the um, antisocial disorder and some of these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly what the Republican Party, it's like you look at all these people and that's the only thing that ties them all together. It's like when a bunch of like, you know, pack animals see each other and know they're of the same, right? And join together. Yeah. Like the, the criminals, massive corruption, massive cruelty, hatred for other human beings based on who they are, you know, or just not caring about other human beings, power. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all the things that, 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 these are the things people think it's policy. No, these are the things that bring together the modern Republican party. Oh yeah. You know, yep. you can hate the GOP from 10 years ago. And I did, but there were some people in there whose policies I thought were fucking awful, who I still thought meant well and were decent people. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like a guy like Dick Luger, mm-hmm. for example, was a decent guy, mm-hmm. right? His policies sucked. He's yeah, actually pretty yeah. good on foreign policy. He was terrible on domestic policy. Um, but like, you know, there's very few of those. I think maybe Lisa Murkowski is a decent person. Maybe, you know, like there's just very few of these types of people left. And and we had 10 of them that voted for impeachment and like, is it seven or eight of them that will now be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, what are you going to have left? Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is the reason why they, they absolutely cannot win the House. No, absolutely you know? not. Like, but, you know, yeah. if, if you have to pay for an abortion, make sure you get 51 votes in the Senate out of it. That's the, <laughs> that's the that's secret. True. As long as you get. So, so can I ask you a question while, while you, you're here? Like, sure. It, I don't really care because, you know, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, fucker, because she's an awful person. But but uh, I've been pronouncing Dana's name Loesch all these years. Is it supposed to be pronounced Lash? Uh, you know what? I had that same question on Stephanie Miller's show this morning. I, I wasn't sure. So I go with Lash because I've heard it said Lash. I don't know if that's correct or not, but uh, you know what? Can we, can we go with, can we go with Lush if we just don't know? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I, I'm guessing I don't know. I'm Why not? Kidding. If they can go around saying Democrat party for like the last 50 years, mm-hmm. saying Dana Lush is just fine with me. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like you wonder why your party 
has turned into this uh-huh. and you're attracted <laughs> basically the stupidest, most immature, most venal, you know, mo- mo- just the worst among us. You think could have maybe part of that could have been when you started purposely saying Democrat party because you're a bunch of fucking children yeah. and you felt like I'd love to just needle the other side by, by mispronouncing the name of their party. Right. Like that, that was something that people who were elected to high office thought was the thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. It is that. And the word childish is the best way to describe that. You know what? I wish that was emphasized more. It's now considered just basically baseline default Republican. We're not even going to make a stink about this. Just let them have their mispronunciation, their ridiculous little zinger. And we'll just talk about whatever the new thing is on on top of that. I believe George W. Bush called that the bigotry of low expectations. (laughs) Exactly (laughs) right. Well, here's another one. Herschel Walker today said, people see someone sitting in front of you right now that's been redeemed. So he feels as though he's been redeemed after paying for that abortion. And he said, and I want America to know I'm living proof that you can make mistakes, get up, and keep moving forward. Well, thank you, Rocky Balboa. The other thing is... He gets hey! Sorry, go ahead. he gets to be redeemed while anyone else who aids and abets an abortion in a red state today, right now, can be tracked down by bounty hunters, sued, and possibly imprisoned, depending on Correct. what state you're in. So it's I mean, fun. if you Herschel- really believe the redemption narrative, right? <laughs> yeah. Then what you should say is it's illegal, but if we ca- if you get caught doing it. And by the way, obviously, I would still disagree with this and think this is garbage, mm-hmm. it, you know, but but at least then you would say, we're not going to throw you in prison. We're going to try to redeem you. And, redeem and we're going to sort of, you know, although that sounds a lot like the, you know, Handmaid's Tale where they put you in some fucking or like, you know, Clockwork Orange where they pin your eyes open and oh, yeah. put you in some weird. But I mean, <laughs> yes, exactly. But it, it, this reminds me, I mean, this has been the Republican thing forever, right? For a while it was with drugs, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. oh, George W. Bush did coke or I did, I smoked a joint. It's like, wow, how many people who are, who are poor, black, Latino, whatever, are sitting in prison for that very crime right now? Exactly. How many? Yeah. You yeah. get to get redeemed. In fact, you get to become a senator or president or, or whatever. But the truth is, is that, 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 that if this guy's saying he's redeemed on the abortion front, is he redeemed on the front of, of uh, putting a gun, I think her name is Christy Grossman, Cynthia Grossman, to his ex-wife's head and telling her he was going to blow her fucking brains out? Is right. he redeemed from the, from, from the fact that his son has shared with us that he and, and that same woman, his mom, had to move around every six months because they were scared dad was going to kill them? Has he been mm-hmm. redeemed from the 2012 police report filed by another woman who said that Herschel Walker had threatened to kill her? Yeah. You know, is he, I mean, is he redeemed from the fact that he admits he used to sit around with a gun and put a bullet in one chamber and play Russian roulette. This is not somebody who is mentally well. It's not somebody who seems to be able to conjure up a lot of compassion for other human beings. Mm-hmm. And it should be nowhere near the seat of power. And yeah. so that's the thing. And I'm not even getting into all the personal corruption because there's a lot of that too. Payments taken for things and whatever. But why don't we just stick to the violent stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which includes paying for the murder of a fetus. Paying for the murder of a human being is exactly what they're now. Yeah, which they're now uh, rationalizing as being, well, you know what? We got to win the Senate. So fuck murder. (laughs) You know, that's that's, the majority. God (laughs) damn. I mean, we're going to see between now over, I, I would assume over the next however many years in perpetuity, Woman after woman after woman, doctor after doctor after doctor, family member after family member after family member, getting arrested, detained, sued, imprisoned, 
ostracized, attacked, doxxed, just by aiding and abetting, just by doing what Herschel Walker did. And that's, yeah, it's just, it's astonishing. Unless we can keep the house, everybody. Right. Unless we can elect, uh, we can, we can expand the Senate by two more seats Mm -hmm. and get rid of that God fucking awful filibuster that exists nowhere in the constitution. That was an accident of history that has been changed numerous times by rules. It's stupid. Uh, and take something where we're already a minoritarian country in terms of states with like four people and 12 cows have as many senators as like California and New York. And we were already in this place where 30 something million more people vote for Democrats for the Senate. And we're tied with them in the Senate. I think it was 30 something million more voted for Democrats. Yeah. We're already in that place. But now on top of that, we're going to get even more ridiculous and we're now going to say that instead of like whatever it is, they can block something with 30 something percent of the vote. They can block something uh, when you get the filibuster in there. It's like 19 percent or something. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's ridiculous. You get rid of that. You forget codifying Roe. We should go beyond what Roe is. And, and, and I'm not even saying in terms of the time scope and everything. I think it got a lot of those things right. But we should go beyond it and, and throw Roe aside and just have a, a law that women's equality, the ERA and abortion is is absolutely Healthcare. So if you don't like it, shut the fuck up. And yeah, you yeah. know what? I don't care if you're a Catholic hospital. Refuse to perform them. Fuck you. You're not getting any federal funds because it's a healthcare procedure like anywhere else. Like the minute we allowed them to ghettoize, which is what they did, and say, you're going to be forced to go to these clinics, these specific clinics, because we're not going to allow you to, to, to have this as a normal procedure in a hospital like anybody else mm. who has to go in and get an appendectomy or whatever it is, is when we allowed them to, to separate it off, call it something different, get a Hyde Amendment passed. I mean, Jesus Christ, they get a conscience clause on abortion. When do I get my tax money back for the fucking Iraq war? Can somebody <laughs> right. tell me that? Yeah. Or the 50 other ridiculous, when do I get my tax money back that Donald Trump stole that, you know, for overcharging secret service agents, like their tax money doesn't go to abortion, but mine goes to how many, you know, abhorrent things they've done, mm-hmm. you know, putting immigrants in cages. My money goes to that. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I mean, that's not the way democracy works. Whoever oh, yeah. we elect, yeah. you know, so this high, a high amendment was always the height of like us, being ridiculous and a couple of years after abortion was legalized i think it was passed in 76 initially giving in and saying we're going to treat this differently so i don't actually want roe back i want it to be abortion is like any other health care fuck you you're covering it equally hospitals are performing them if somebody needs one or mm-hmm. wants one that's that yeah it's you know yeah. And, and and then we move on to to an assault uh, assault weapons ban, which I do believe we have a majority for. I know we've got a majority for background checks and red flag laws. I know we have a majority for voting, you know, universal voting rights. I know we have a majority for a variety of other things, right? Mm-hmm. Gay marriage, and when when we we codify all of that. Yeah. That's what we can do if everybody turns out in the way we did in Kansas, the way we did in Alaska, the way we did in New York nineteen in these off year elections. I mean, they were this year, but they're called off here. They were not a general election. And usually those are the types of elections where we lose. And in Kansas, we literally broke a record the the most youth turnout for any election in Kansas ever. And the women's share of the vote went up something like seven or eight points and we fucking destroyed them. That is what we need to do everywhere in November. Okay, you know the drill. Let's talk about the after party every Friday. Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska show podcast for the week. You may not have heard it because you only hear the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows, but there's a fourth show on Fridays, and this one is totally different from the usual shows. 
The Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month. And bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! All-time favorites all day long! You know, I hate to measure the drapes prematurely here, but if the Democrats are able to get maybe 52 seats in the Senate, knock on all the wood, don't get happy thus making mansion and cinema more or less irrelevant when it comes to eliminating the filibuster, possibly on, on certain pieces of legislation, like an assault weapons ban, uh, like codifying Roe, or as you said, an expanded version of Roe. Are there any Democrats existing right now who would then suddenly step into that void and be also become flies in the ointment, join mansion and cinema in opposing any sort of filibuster reform? Do you know any names who would uh, line up along those lines or well, I know a few that that at least, you know, I could could have seen or could see doing it. Yeah. I think it would get a fuck of a lot tougher if we had a few votes and then they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. I think there are three or four others who are sort of hiding there that were very glad that that they didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking John Tester from Montana, and at least he has the excuse that like Manchin does that he's from a tougher state. Yeah. And there's a few of these that are somehow still calling themselves institutionalists as if there's an institution there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's become a different kind of institution. Yeah. But, you know, like, I mean, so one of them, it's ironically from uh, Biden's home state is Carper, who often was one of these. And well, one of them, ironically, is like from the most liberal state ever. And I wish he would just go away is Diane Feinstein. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but this is not a retirement home. You know, and and I mean, I just get exhausted when these folks have clearly, you know, at a point where they're old enough that they really, judging by actuarial charts and things of that nature, they're just, you know, I mean, it's science and we can try to deny it and be nice, but we can be realistic. And towards the end there, Strom Thurmond, Robert Byrd, people were being basically rolled into the Senate and had no idea what they were doing. That's not how a democracy is, is, needs to be run. No. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not discriminating against people by age. I'm making a science-based judgment that we all know that at certain, a certain age, you, you do start to lose memory. You start to lose other things. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I wish if we can get Diane Feinstein the hell out of there and, and replace her with somebody, you know, who is not 
uh, the almost, you know, she's on that first line of conservative Democrats like Manchin and Sinema, but she's in that next line, which is ludicrous from California. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, she, she's she's the one I'm worried about. She's the one I'm worried about opposing any sort of filibuster reform uh, with Manchin right. and Sinema out of the way. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I, look, I'm not, I can't guarantee there's a chance she could do it. I think yeah. she'd face so much pressure, though, mm. that uh, especially being from that state that, you know, I, I, I don't know. Again, like you can't say definitively, but uh, in the end, like we have to strive for certain things and uh, or we can just throw our hands up and be like, who cares? Mm -hmm. And I I won't do that. So my my belief right now is the others, even if they don't want to, some of them will fall onto line um, if if we get to a point where we add two more. And, you know, as Georgia hopefully may be off the table, you know, we haven't talked about uh, Mehmet Oz, the puppy killer yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think already <laughs> he'd gotten closer to Fetterman, but I think that one was already where I was pretty confident we were going to win. And I yeah. just, you know, the health issue, the health issues Fetterman had, I think hurt him somewhat, mm-hmm. but, but he seems, you know, everything they say, he seems to be fine. And like he, he would be, it'd be nice to have a six foot nine or six foot 10 Democrat <laughs> with fucking tattoos in the Senate who, when Ted Cruz opens his mouth, could just walk up and fucking pound the top of his head and knock him through the dirt. I mean, you know, like I, 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 I like, I mean, I'm sorry, but I like everything about that. I, you know, and, yeah. and I don't agree with Fetterman on everything. I wasn't a Bernie supporter like him. I can look past, you know, like we're in the same party. I agree with mm-hmm. him on most things. I think he's a fighter. And I care about that. And he knows how to message. Yeah. And so we add him. Well, I mean, you know, suddenly, you know, we, 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 we've got a bunch of them that are on the table. Yep. You know, we've got we've got Ohio here with Tim Ryan. That's a pretty even race. We do have to overcome a couple point Republican lean. But again, look at Kansas. We can do it. Potentially, we got Val Demings potentially overtaking Rubio in Florida. You know, we've got um, an, uh, we've got a few others who are with Republican incumbents. Hell, we even have a chance. Uh, due to our little bit of jujitsu there of Evan McMullen, if people don't know who he is, knocking out Mike Lee, which would just be fantastic. I mean, the last poll had Evan McMullen up a point or two on Mike Lee. And if people don't know that story, Evan McMullen literally at one point was chief of staff, I feel like, for the House majority on the Republican side, former CIA agent, mm-hmm. conservative. We probably don't agree with him on a whole lot of stuff, although I've heard him come out at least and say he believes in climate change. He believes in background checks, you know, like he's reasonable he's not completely nuts and um and you know he's a mormon he's from utah what would he caucus would he caucus with the democrats or the republicans so 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 he would caucus with neither and my my point my point to people there is that affects if we do there still is a filibuster it affects that and it does affect the total Mm. it changes the math and I'm completely comfortable with that. If I think they would be able to use that against him if he said he was going to caucus with Democrats and they would just turn him into a Democrat there. Yeah, yeah. So caucusing with neither means we cost them a literally as much of a lick spittle Republican vote. Mike Lee, the <laughs> fake libertarian, like Rand Paul, that fucker who literally was part of trying to overthrow our government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. That makes me want to sneeze or throw up when I talk about him. I think. <laughs> um, Replacing one of the worst Republicans. I mean, he is one of the five to ten worst. Mm-hmm. And that's a hell of a contest um, yeah. with a guy that would caucus with neither and would vote for some common sense stuff. I'm sure he wouldn't vote to get rid of the filibuster. He wouldn't vote for other things that we'd want him to vote for. But right away, that's an improvement. And so, you know, again, Pennsylvania and 
and Ohio and Florida. And I mean, there's just, there are, I know I'm missing some, so it's driving me nuts. Where mm-hmm. else? There are a number of pickup opportunities. We need to hold Arizona and Nevada, you know, where it's gotten, especially Nevada has gotten closer. Um, and they've got the sort of the offspring of a famous Republican name out there running. Mm-hmm. Laxalt was a former, you know, grandfather was a senator when uh, when oh, Reagan yeah. was president. They were good buddies. His grandson, who's a MAGA loser, um, is the AG. He's the AG and is, run, you know, and that's a close one right now. So we've got to hold on with Cortez Masto out there. Yep. But they don't have nearly as many of these kinds of opportunities. I mean, we are mostly playing offense. North Carolina, there's another one. Beasley is just about tied where we could win. Yeah. So they're just, they're just, you know, and, and, you know, we lost, we barely lost North Carolina last time. It was the closest state that Biden lost. And it was less than a point. Uh, we, the governor held on there on our side. So, I mean, like it was, that's a state that could go either way too. That may be mm-hmm. very, very close to being the swing state. Yeah. Uh, the, the closest swing. So, you know, this is what we got to do. And if we do this, we can be looking at a different country where that future you talked about on abortion and many other things will not be your future. That's what I'm hoping. Well, you know what? I've been looking forward to talking to you today because uh, you used to do a segment on the Young Turks called Republican Sexcapades. And there are a couple of stories this week that fit into that. First thing I ever did as a regular thing. <laughs> yeah, it was the best. But let's just say, like you, me and the Young Turks moved in slightly different directions. Uh, absolutely. And I used to be on the Young Turks all the time as well. In fact, uh, one of the few times I've been on MSNBC was on Jenk's show. In fact, I was on his show. Me too, actually. Two, two different occasions. Yeah, two different yeah. occasions over three days. So, yeah. And then when he was on Current, I was on that show too. So, uh, two stories along these lines. First, according to Media Matters, uh, Matt Walsh advocates for the impregnation of girls as young as 16 because it's, quote, technically when they're at their most fertile in a newly unearthed rant about how teenage pregnancy isn't, quote, the problem, it's unwed pregnancy. That's the problem in society. Uh, meantime, well, it, that's the evangelical. Yeah. Well, I'll let you finish the other point, but that's what we've been fighting. I mean, people may have noticed this in numerous of these crazy states that have been taken over by evangelicals. They've been mm-hmm. lowering the age of consent for marriage. Yeah. Because they want to go back to this pre industrial society where they can, you know, have to worry about their daughters being deflowered in public school or, you know, in college. Oh my God. Yeah. They can marry them off to somebody as property when they're 16, you know? Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Well, meantime, he's doing this stochastic terrorism thing where he's going after children's hospital, insisting they're turning all the babies that are born there into trans babies, mutilating them against their will and all the rest. Boston, Vanderbilt, the list goes on and on. In fact, three major medical associations have now asked Merrick Garland to investigate and prosecute people who are threatening violence against children's hospital and physicians that provide gender-affirming health care. The American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Medical Association, and, oh yeah, those guys. And the Children's Hospital Association wrote to Garland on Monday, their demands come amid a spate of threats against doctors and institutions that provide medical care for transgender kids, sometimes including hormones or surgery for older teens. And this is all a consequence of... Uh, Matt Walsh and libs of TikTok uh, making this thing crazy, big right wing. Yeah. The the thing that's, that's, that's so, again, that's so disturbing. And, you know, I've had these, now these conversations, I feel like with a variety of people from a variety sort of of backgrounds, Mm -hmm. right? Lawyers, psychologists, people that study kind of fascist movements and history and poli sci. And 
we're just we're not responding right now to the threats that are out there. Yeah, we're responding to this with this dogmatic kind of free speech, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. I've said this before. I said this again. I am a writer by trade. I am a commentator by trade. I am certainly somebody who believes in free speech as a principle very, very much. But there is a point where your speech can put somebody else in danger. Mm-hmm. And when your speech is not putting somebody else in danger, when your speech is just you being a dumb asshole, you have every right to do that and yeah. go for it. Yeah. But, but like we've acknowledged this, right, mm-hmm. in other parts of our law. You are not allowed to share child porn, naked images of children. One could argue that you're not hurting those kids. You're just sharing images. I mean, what are you doing wrong? Well, we've determined that it's too dangerous and it is a form of speech that we are not going to protect, which obviously I fully 100% agree with. Yeah. All right. We've determined that threatening the president's life is something that we are not going to allow. We've determined that, that, you know, terroristic threats, like when you call someplace and you, you know, and you say there, and you issue a bomb threat, sexual harassment in the workplace, or, you know, if you want to get more technical, because the amendments are about government protections in the government, right? You can't sexually harass somebody when you work at the Pentagon or the state department, Mm -hmm. that kind of speech is not allowed. And so we've made these determinations And yet we refuse to do it here. We refuse to acknowledge that even the last five years, how much the world has changed in terms of the power that one demagogue can get through social media in reaching millions or cable around the world. And you're just, you're no longer some crazy person standing on a corner. You actually are somebody who may cause violence. It's stochastic terrorism. It is a concept and it is very real. And the thing is, is that we, we, we refuse to deal with it refuse Mm -hmm. um, and say that, you know, and and really get to a point where if people are knowingly sharing fake information that gets people killed, they are held responsible. Okay. And, and I mean, we're, we're, we're letting dominion voting systems go after these Republicans who, who hurt their bottom line by lying ridiculously about how these machines work as we should. Yeah. Right. Yep. Whatever your thought and things, thoughts are on voting machine companies and whatever, you know, you can't let people go out there and make up massive lies about companies or people and do it constantly and destroy their reputations because you will you can destroy their livelihoods. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what is it when you're constantly doing stuff that's leading people to go and commit violent acts against people? I don't understand. Like yet we have not done anything that, that says you can't do that. You can't take to the public airwaves. You can't, I don't mean fucking private airwaves. You can't go out there and, 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 I mean, I think the definition of inciting violence really needs to be expanded. Yeah. Um, to where if you are knowingly and repeatedly saying things that are not true, particularly it's one thing to say it when it, and where you've got a defense, like you may not have known it was true. You thought it was true. Mm-hmm. Once you've been made aware something is thoroughly untrue, if you continue to say it and say it in a way that that leads to violence, you should be prosecuted as far as I'm concerned. Well, now I think the people who can do something about what Matt Walsh is doing and what libs of TikTok are doing, they're not doing it. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all the other podcast platforms continue to carry the Matt Walsh show, which is part of the Ben Shapiro Daily Wire network. And so what happens when the inevitable occurs? And that is a mass shooting at a children's hospital, some sort of Oklahoma City style bombing or what have you. Then, you know, your Apple podcast, whoops. Oh, we could have done something, but we didn't. Jesus. 
And then, of course, they'll make private excuses. companies, mm-hmm. right? And that that should be required too, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. They, that's right. They're what's on there, but I would say the government at that point has a right has a requirement to step in. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, like we could go through this, and I've again talked about all of this. The libel and slander laws are much more are much tougher in the United Kingdom and Canada, yeah, uh, because of these kinds of worries that you'll go out there and say certain things that will put people in danger. In in Germany. You will be put in jail for showing Nazi symbols mm-hmm. of any sort. Right. It is against the law. I mean, are we going to argue they're not democracies? <laughs> I, I, they, they, I think they're democracies. They're, they, frankly, all all those countries are doing a hell of a better job at democracy than we are right now. Yep. You know, when they determined that Fox News was was constantly sharing lies and disinformation, guess which? You know, Canada, uh, United Kingdom kicked it off the airwaves. Mm-hmm. It's not That's there. Right. Yep, yep. You know, only us in Australia allow this son of a bitch to do this stuff. More with the great Cliff Schechter right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Bob Seska plays more music. Let me ask you about this guilty plea by Adam Hageman, who's uh, pled guilty, has been sentenced to five years in prison and another five years of parole for uh, child porn. (laughs) Because, you know, obviously, this is one of the reasons why the Republicans are making a huge deal out of trans people, even though there are zero cases of sexual assault by trans people in bathrooms. It just does not happen at all. Zero cases. Adam Hagman, who's a former Commerce Department official in the Trump administration. That's what I was going to ask. I had to admit, I'm sheepishly that I didn't even know who that was. So <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Well, that, that's okay. But he, he's still, he's another prominent Republican. He's affiliated with uh, Turning Point USA, which is Charlie Kirk's outfit. There are pictures of him with Charlie Kirk, pictures of him with Sebastian Gorka. He's an insider. He's in the loop right. on top of being a former Trump administration official. He shared with members at least one video on this, uh, uh, I don't know what it is, it's a discussion forum, shared at least one video of a child being molested, claimed to have sexually abused a child as young as 15, and indicated he wanted to sexually assault children between the ages of 12 and 16 years old, basically what Matt Walsh was pushing for on his show. So now we've got this guy who... This is precisely why the Republicans so are so repulsive. I don't yeah. even know what I mean. Yeah, that gets me so angry. But you know and as well as gonna... you know as well as anyone, this is practically a weekly occurrence, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I mean, again, you know, there was a reason I invented the the, the Republican, Republican sex debate thing yeah, yeah. and came up with that. And, you know, we came up with this whole sort of like theme at the beginning. And, you know, uh, I have to go back and find that sometime. It was pretty funny. And I probably did that segment for three, four years. I don't oh, know. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, that was in the time of, uh, of you know, Mark Foley, right? Yeah. And the time of, of like um, – what was his name? Ted Haggard, who I think recently shit came out on him again. Oh yeah. Like it yeah. turns Denny, out. Denny Hassert. Yeah. That it, was, it turns out going to, going to his camp or wherever he went to become, to, to ungay himself didn't work surprisingly. <laughs> right. Almost like it's something you're born with. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I like, yeah. I mean, I, the, the, those names were just, it was, it was happening constantly. Mm -hmm. You know, Jack Abramoff back in that lobbyist, he was getting them all prostitutes. Oh yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, what was his name? From Louisiana, oh, Roy Moore. Senator. No, 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 Vitter. No. See, you, you get mixed up. Oh, David up Vitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, David Vitter. Right. It's it was hard like to keep track of him. Yeah, it really is. So, I mean, there was so much material to work with, and I'm like, how is it? It's sort of like the way you look at them now. And you're like, how is it that these guys, who are have yelled to defund the FBI, who, who, if you look at the statistics, the only crime that's gone up is violent crime, assaults and murders. Most, and eight, you know, nine of the ten states in, who have cities where it's gone up are red states, and it's all attributed in studies to a surge of gun violence. Gee, who's who's been passing these permitless carry bills mm -hmm. so now people can conceal carry without even a fucking background check? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might as well just put a sign up like handing out guns to criminals and terrorists. Because people they can just walk up, get their gun from the from the government, and you know Texas and Florida are huge states with lots of people, and did this. It's not a shock. So it's it's kind of like them screaming about crime now when they've done that, and when their president has been on the biggest crime wave of of anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the equivalent back then. I just finally got sick of it. Well, we're for family values. We're for family values. You know, well, Newt Gingrich is leaving each wife. You know, on a pretty steady. You know, uh, every couple of years, you know, making sure that they're uh, – you'd only leave them, of course, if they had cancer or something of that <laughs> nature because you wanted to make sure they were at their most vulnerable yep. when he took off for the next one. Um, and, and you know, Rudy Giuliani's, you know, uh, you, you know, multiple wives. And, I mean, my God, right? I mean, like, <laughs> he just got to a point where it was like – you guys, I mean, McConnell's divorced and Bob Dole was divorced and Reagan was divorced. And like, you were just like, well, you, you of all people shut the fuck up about this stuff, but we'll yeah. just let them get away with it. You exactly. Know? And you know what? The, I think the ultimate lesson for the left, for Democrats, is we need to repeat this shit as often or more often than they're repeating the bullshit, the lies about trans sexual assaults in bathrooms right. they're talking about that they're actually going after children's hospital i mean they're going after healthcare workers they're going after actual children who are patients at children's hospital yet i don't think we are capable of keeping up i don't think we're capable of repeating and going we after these sorts of things of as often yeah yeah we haven't invested in the media infrastructure mm. and am i just saying this right in a perfect world like you've proven how successful you can be with the podcast you built and you built it on your own wit and money and hard work and whatever in their world, they'd see your podcast and they'd come in with an infusion of like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's Ben Shapiro. If anybody thinks that little twit got to where he got to <laughs> on his own, like it reminds me of like the movie dodgeball. 
Mm-hmm. Like I built up this gym by my hard work and also the large inheritance of, yeah. of Dwight Goodman <laughs> senior, whatever he says about, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, anybody who thinks Ben, Ben Shapiro's mommy or a think tank or whatever, weren't buying up like millions of dollars of ads on Facebook to make him something, mm-hmm. a thing. Uh, I got something to sell you. This is what they do. They invest in their people and they, and they, you know, and they blow them up and we haven't. And so they keep delivering these kinds of messages. But even with that disadvantage, even with the fact that, that we don't have the platforms they have, the fact that we don't come out and have a unified sort of attack whenever they say the stuff about, about um, crime, that we don't have the same response every time the one that I just had. Blaming them for it because of guns, blaming them for it, for their support for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. who's on a crime spree, and mm-hmm. DeSantis, who trafficked kids, and Matt Gates who trafficked women, and Jim Jordan ignored rape. And I mean, there's it's, it's the easiest response in the world, yeah. right? To yeah. be like, you, you guys are a party of crime. You guys committed a coup, a crime against the Constitution, and attacked the police. You guys have argued for defunding the FBI, and you guys have put guns in every criminal and terrorist's hands. Who the fuck are you talking about crime? Right. If there is any crime out there, it's because of you. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? and like, yeah. Yeah. And like that should be now. Again, the problem is I just don't. It, it, things happen at a slow pace, but lately, Gavin Newsom has been incredible mm. in trolling them and going after them. He's had ads <laughs> in Texas and California. He's done it on Twitter. He's he's sort of said some of the same stuff I just said about the crime attacks. You know, Ruben Gallego, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Katie Porter, awesome. Mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams, Beto O'Rourke, you know, all there's, there, there's this, but again, I do. And if people get offended, I can't help it. It is a, it is a fact. There are some exceptions. Bill Pascrell, who I think is somewhat older, is terrific at this. So is Ron Wyden. Yeah. But, uh, but there are a lot, of, but if you break it down, it is mostly the Gen X and younger mm-hmm. who really understand how to message, understand how to use the platforms that are out there. And and I love what, I mean, I think I would argue that Nancy Pelosi is the best legislator, one of the best legislators of all time. Um, But I don't think she should be anywhere close to out there on messaging strategy or be the public face anymore. I don't think Schumer should be. I don't think Hoyer should be. I mean, I don't think when you're pushing 80, you know, like not only do I not think that you reach certain people, but I just, they don't, they didn't grow up in what we grew up in. Right. It was a different world. In their mind, it still seems to think that Democrats have to be the responsible ones and the cautious ones. And, the you know, we, we have to, to, to make sure the media still respects us, the mainstream media. And and you remember, you know, uh, remember what happened when Reagan won so big. And I mean, like, that's still fresh in their minds. They still think mm. that the public is on the, the Republican side on things, which admittedly it was on a lot of things during yeah. the Reagan years. Even if I think that they were wrong and behind the times and fucking crazy objective polling would tell you that a lot of the majority of Americans were often with Reagan. They were not anymore. Yeah. yeah. All of that changed. They may be with Republicans on one or two issues and it took the Dobbs decision for us to take our heads up out of the sand on choice, an issue we should have been running on aggressively for years, yeah. but we only were in a couple blue States and, and wow, what did this show us? 70% are with us. <laughs> Yes, you know, exactly. Instead, we let them lie. And I know this because of my work on Planned Parenthood's board. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to say it because I know I need to go soon. But if this is something everybody carries with them, 
late-term abortions, partial birth abortion, anybody get an abortion for the last second, blah, blah, blah. These are fucking lies. Mm-hmm. They, it's blood libel, actually, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. They are all lies. This is a country of 300, what, 30 million people? Yes. There are statistically 1,000 late-term abortions out of 330 million. Somebody do the math on that quickly, what percent that is. Mm-hmm. There are 1,000 late-term abortions a year, and that every single one of those cases is because a woman wakes up one day in the eight, eight and a half months, like, hey, I feel like having an abortion. Yeah. No. It is because she's going to die or she's going to grievously yes. and maybe put in a wheelchair or, you know, something horrible is going to happen. And she has to make, a, you know, just one of the most gut wrenching decisions, you know, that you could make. And in many of those mm-hmm. cases, actually, one, I knew somebody here that we ended up blowing up into something that got written about in Rolling Stone or whatever, a woman I was friendly with here. It was the 23rd week and she knew at that point she was going to have a stillborn child. So it was like, you know, and they wouldn't let her have an abortion here in Ohio. It was too late. So she had to go to Illinois, spend $3,000. How many people can do that? So I'll just finish with that, you know, which is like they're lying about it. Late term Mm -hmm. abortion is not a thing. Right. It just isn't. Well, if you haven't subscribed to Cliff's YouTube channel, here it is, youtube.com slash C Schechter. I've got a link in the description. You must go right now, subscribe, uh, smash that bell as they say. I don't even know what that means. Smash the bell. Do whatever Sounds it is good. on YouTube that indicates smashing the bell. Do that thing. Uh, plus, of course, like all the episodes. The latest one is on that uh, ridiculous Ron Johnson quote uh, where he... He said, now, some of the protesters did teach us all how you can use flagpoles, that kind of right. stuff. Meaning, yes, you can it's use. funny. Yes. Right. Stabbing oh, police, stabbing Capitol Police from this party that's attacking us in crime. A bunch of people that committed a coup and stabbed Capitol Police, gouged out their eyes with these flags. Incredible. Put them in the hospital, caused PTSD. Yeah. Did you see the life-size shit statue of Ron Johnson going around Wisconsin? <laughs> I did, and I and I appreciated it very much because he is a life-size piece of shit. Yes, so indeed. It seemed to make sense. All right. Well, thank you so much, my friend. I got, I'll put links in the description for all your stuff uh, under this episode at bobseska.com. Take care, pal. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah.